This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Hello? Hello. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting and her panel of guests are ready to give you some insight on growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. It's never too late to grow into your best self. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Burjon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. Let's pick up the line with Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett at Rider University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. And we are broadcasting from the Killarney's Public House Studio. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc. And behind the glass today, producing our show, is Ryder University's intern, Anthony Calasano. Yay, Anthony. And today I have an internet sensation. I have an internet celebrity. I have uh, Dorothea Taylor, and um, she is going to be sharing about her superpower. I'm saying that her drumming is her superpower, and uh, and I'm excited to, to have you with me today. Are you there? Thank you. I'm here. Yeah. Yay! And uh, I have to talk. Like, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, basically, the show is. I've been doing the show for about seven years. And previously, we would talk about different career topics, like traditional things, like interviewing, networking, that kind of thing. Then a couple of years ago, we did, uh, what was your biggest career lesson? Last year, we did, uh, what was your biggest obstacle? And this year, it's, what's your superpower? And how do you share that gift with the world? How do you market that? So I have, uh, Dorothea, if you want to share your, your superpower, like, I'm all excited about your superpower. I found you on TikTok. And... Um, and I've, you've shown up on my For You page. And I have to say, I, I, I'm so excited um, to have you on the show today because you're, you're just, you're, I just love watching you. You're just, your passion oozes through on your videos. And even, you know, I just started following you. I connected to you on Instagram. And um, I, I'm, I'm so honored that you're taking the time with me today. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to, like, usually I, I have the guest reveal what their superpower is. But I would say yours is, is, I'm sure you have others as well, but it's, it's amazing. So if you would share with us a little bit about like, you, you know, how did you get started with drumming and, and, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, back when I was young, of course, there weren't really females who played drums. And so we had a drum and bugle corps in our hometown. And I used to watch them travel by during parades and, we had a big competition in our hometown and we could, <clears throat> we lived right a couple of blocks from the field that they performed on. So I had been doing that for, you know, while I was growing up several years. 
I started piano in third grade and that was fine, but it still wasn't drums. And I kept watching yeah. the drummers every yeah. summer. As, as soon as the drum corps would, would be in town, I would be just following the drums. And so then by eighth grade, I said, I don't care if this, you know, isn't the thing for females. I don't care. I have to play drums. I just had to. And so I went in September after the season is over, then you get to try out for uh, what's called a feeder core that feeds yeah. into the Oh, you guys had core. a feeder core? We had a feeder core, yes. Wow. And how, well, how big was your core? Because I was in drum core. I don't know. I don't think I've ever shared that I was in drum core on the show. But, uh, you know, ours wasn't that big. Like, we, everybody, you, you tried out, you got it. <laughs> with probably, gosh, probably with, you know, flags and drums, <clears throat> uh, maybe, maybe 85 people. Wow. I'm thinking, I'm just guessing, I'm thinking 85, just, you know, with the bus, bus situation and, and all, probably about 65 to 80 people were in it, but we were really good. We were state champs in Michigan, uh, I think five or the, out of the six years that I was in it. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really good core. We had red, white, and blue uniforms, and when we started off the line, like now they don't start on the whatever yard line that is very far in. We yeah. did. <clears throat> when the gun would go off, you'd have so many minutes, three and a half or whatever, five minutes to perform. And we came off the field with stars and stripes forever. Da, 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 da. Wow. And, and then we would come up to the front and the trumpet would take that piccolo solo part. I can still just remember all those good good days it was so fun we practiced oh probably eight to ten hours a day easy performing practiced you know sectionals and then uh sectionals with the, with just music with the horns too and in the evening we would clean up all the marching and so we were, we practiced three times a day and it probably added up to eight to ten hours a day especially when we were going for a really tough competition that weekend because we wanted to take first, first and or second, because that's how we got our money. We were from yes. such a small town. It wasn't like a big city that, you know, you can have corporations funding you. We had to just rely on being good and, and taking the, the parade pr prize and the, the uh, competition prize. So I did that for, for six years. And, and people I don't, I think people can't appreciate if you haven't been in drum corps, um it's not marching band you know it is marching no. band but it's beyond that it's like oh, your it's family level yeah, yeah you it's just a different dynamic it's a different those people are your family um like even you're talking about it and i have goosebumps you know what i mean and i'm, I'm crying a little bit yeah. like i'm just like oh yeah because it's just it's, it's just the best time of your life really yeah yeah and it's just you you just develop such passion and um you, even when you go home, I'm sure you were practicing and, oh, and yes. you know, yeah. you would just practice and the level of musicianship, you're just, just like, you know, it was interesting too, because like I, I played, you know, the baritone bugle, like I just picked it up and I start playing it. 
So then like anything they ever needed, I would just go ahead and play. And then that translated into school band too. You know what I mean? So then when I went right. to try out for school band, you know, and like I was sharing with you before the show, I never was in band as a class when I was in high school, I would always be in extracurricular band and also trying out for the marching band. I was the drum majorette for the three years. I just tried out, you know, but it was because the teacher appreciated, he was with the Garfield. Oh my God. Was it Garfield? Cadets. Cadets? Yeah. Cadets, yeah. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. the music teacher was from Garfield and uh, oh, we were gosh. in the Bloomfield Cavaliers. That's what it was. And then there uh -huh. was the Hawthorne Cavaleros. Oh, and yeah. um, they were like the next town over from that other <laughs> core that I was in. And I was in um, Blue Sapphire. And then that became something else. And I found out recently that, that it still exists today. Oh, and good, sometimes, good. yeah, I see them playing in like a, a Walmart parking lot on Sundays. And it's just a different, it's a different, it's a lifestyle, you know, because you're doing like parades you're you're committed that's your when you're not doing school that's where you are <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and yeah. i'm sure for would, you it was the same i would wake up in the morning <clears throat> and i walked to school so i wake up in the morning my practice pad and sticks were on the dining room table <laughs> so i my mom would be fixing breakfast and i'd run in and i might play paradiddles or singles or doubles just for two or three minutes but I would be, you know, intense playing them and then go to school. And we went home for lunch. And so uh, I'd come in for lunch and go straight to the pad, then eat a sandwich <laughs> or whatever, go wash my face, wash my hands, brush my teeth, come back down, play a couple more minutes, and then rush out the door and walk back to school. The same thing when I came in at three, after 3.30, go straight to the pad. And then, you know, off and on throughout the whole night. So if you added up all those minutes, I probably practiced two or three hours a day. Well, Easy. being a teacher, uh, well, I just teach drums. You know, I never went to school for teaching, but just te being a drum teacher all these years, it is really hard to find that special person who is willing to spend that much time practicing. They think 15 minutes a day or every other day is going to do it and they find out that no it's not going to build your hand it's not going to build your chops and then they eventually just stop playing because they're yeah. not into it they don't love it like like the people that are good at anything they love it yeah and that's one and, thing it's just like i think i don't know if it was the drum corps like because like and that like you know and and you say sharing how you started and have your origins in drum corps it's interesting because some of the the rhythms that you play it's it's drum core yes drum you know yeah you say the paradiddle is like it's drum core <laughs> repetition and it's drum core you know old school because even like the teachers i had that they you know like the instructors they had with the drum core they were all like old school you know yeah. everything was it's like old school memory. classic stuff you know yeah. when you have it ingrained in your brain for that many years uh you know it's just part of you you just have to do it it's just in there but now the all the drummers if you check them out on instagram all these new young drummers that are marching or copying you know the different cores they they copy their solos or breaks or whatever uh they've got some chops too and they're all rudimental they're they're playing all the hybrid rudiments now they've added 
rudiments besides the 40 essential. They've come up with all kinds of crazy named rudiments, but all of those are involved in what they play and they've got some really, really good tops. So they've had to practice intense hours a day to get that good. And it's it, like, have you gone to like, have, did you stay involved with drum corps? Like beyond like your time? Like, did you ever go back to any of it or like even um, in college or anything? Well, in 1986, I started working with the drum line here at the local high school because my oldest son yes. was in high school then in 86. So I asked the band director, he didn't have a drum instructor. I said, you guys need a drum instructor? Because, oh my gosh, they were awful. <laughs> and so I started with them and then he start that band director started taking the band uh in August when there was a, a drum corps show in in Columbia South Carolina and then there was one in Charlotte I think we even went to Atlanta and he was taking them wow. to get them experience yeah. to see what what they really needed to be working towards instead yeah. of just if, if you don't know how good you're supposed to be or how good you can be if you practice going to these shows so the 10 years that I worked with them strictly uh we went every summer but now I haven't been with them strictly for the last 10 years so I haven't been to a show in about 10 years wow yeah because it was at one point I thought like when I was like after like in my 20s and stuff I always thought that sometime I would be like a DCI or was a drum corps international I wanted to be a judge yeah but you know well, I, I, it hasn't come to be yet for me. <laughs> like I haven't had that opportunity and life gets in the way, you know, yes, and, and just yes. like, you know, with yourself, like, you know, you, you had the, the, the opportunity with your son, which, you know, I, I give kudos to you and your son because I'm sure, you know, I know anybody I've known that has had their mother or father working alongside with them in school, it, it get kind of tough, you know? So <laughs> now did your son play drums? No, he played saxophone. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then I have a daughter who danced. And just She was the cheerleader through middle school and high school. And then I had a youngest son who, who danced and turned into a professional dancer. And now he has his own uh, dance convention that travels all over the United States. I don't know if they wow. do it. But uh, so none of my children played drums. Now, they can sit behind them and play because they have rhythm. Yeah. They can play. My daughter can't, but my two sons can play a little. <laughs> but my, grand, my grandson was born a drummer. Now, whether or not he will do it, because he's at that age, he's 11, yeah. and he's busy on his computer yeah. and his phone. So we'll see if he turns out you know, to I really get into I hope he picks up the passion. I hope he picks a, up the passion. He was born he was born a drummer. I see we have to Yeah, we had to go to a little break. You were listening <laughs> to your career is called I'm just having the best time here with uh this is Wanda Ellett with Dorothea Taylor and we are in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station 1077 the Bronx and online at 1077thebronx.com and Dorothea Taylor is sharing about she's an internet sensation and we're gonna go into that when we come back from the break. And she's sharing about her passion and her superpower of drumming. And we'll be right back after a short break.
This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. And we're back. This is Wanda Elliott in the Clarny Public House studio at Rider University's radio station. 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. And uh, today I'm here, I feel like a little kid, like meeting a celebrity. I'm here with Dorothea Taylor and she is um, an internet sensation. And she's a, a super, I, she's a superpower on her own. Uh, she has been sharing about her superpower of uh, drumming. And um, in the first part of the segment, we talked about um, how she started in drum corps and that's really how she learned to play. She didn't really, you know, play drums through school um and and you know she was talking about how well we'll come back around to like how she worked at the high school you know to teach drums with the drum line and um and we're you know reminiscing too because i was in drum corps too and um you know it's a different level you know if you never had the opportunity to experience it you know you should really it's a real treat and uh you know it's if you're in if your kids are in marching band or if you're in marching band and you want to see where you go, take it to the next level, go see a, a, a drum corps show. It's, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. So Dorothea, so you went, you played drums through, um, I guess from, you, you were saying like, oh, basically all through high school. And then mm -hmm. in college, did you continue or let, let, let's pick up from there. Like what happened? Okay. <clears throat> so you, I've done, oh gosh. So many interviews since all this craziness has happened, but no one has asked me, you know, what college I went to or what I've never been to college. Really? <laughs> I've never been to college. No, I've never studied music with, I've never had a lesson. The only You're thing amazing. was drumming, you know, in the drum corps, but we didn't even have an instructor back then. It was the the guy that was considered maybe the first snare. He was the oldest. He had seniority, and so anybody that was coming in new, you know, he would show the music to. Because we we always did Stars and Stripes as an opening, so that was year after year after year after year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was the same music. But I just took it on my own to study. So I've I've studied with the greats, but not person to person. I've studied with. Uh, you know, I've got all kinds of old VHS, and then I have DVDs and and CDs of all my favorite drummers. And wow. I told you earlier that my favorite drummer back then was was Buddy Rich. Yeah. And so, you know, I I just watched him on TV, and it was just amazing. But when I graduated high school, I was still still in drum corps because you could stay until you were 21. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I graduated when I graduated in May, the end of May, I was 17. I was young. I didn't turn 18 until November the 30th. So that was six months later. So I marched the summer of 68. Then I marched the summer of 69. Then I marched up until I got married in July. Wow. So I was now, was your husband is, is your husband like did, did you meet him through drum corps or anything? Nope. He doesn't play music. 
He barely plays the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't have anything to do with that. He was just happened to be stationed in the Air Force at a, a base that was up in Upper Michigan where I was and met him out when I think I was playing in because I got in a band right after high school. So even though I was marching all all summer, in the winters, I, I played in a band. Uh, what kind of band? Well, believe it or not, it was polkas. It was what? <laughs> Polka. Really? That's really cool. Because this was way back, and the guy that I was playing with was really old then, too. So he he had a polka band. Well, there's a lot of Finnish people from Finland in Upper Michigan, and yeah. they love polkas. We had we played five nights a week, and that place wow. we played was packed every single night. It was well, let me tell crazy. you, there's there's a bar up in, up by me in New Jersey that they have like well they play big band, and then uh, I think they also bring in they play big band once a month. And then, and that goes, and that place is packed when they have the big band. And then they have like a polka thing, like, it, and again, packed. So I can imagine <laughs> yeah. back in the day, yeah. being packed, oh it was very yeah. common, you know? It was. So I, yeah, I actually made good money doing that <laughs> back then. 50 bucks a night. That was wow. pretty good back in 1968. Yeah, we got. That's huge. Union scale. Yeah, that was huge. I thought I was rich then. <laughs> so I did that right up until I got married in 1970. And I was and only you had 19. to give up your, your career, your big band I was, career. <laughs> yes, I know. I was, I was afraid that was going to happen. And I think my husband thought the same. He thought, well, you know, she's not in marching anymore. She's not in drum corps. And we're married now. She's not going to play music anymore. And huh, to his surprise, <laughs> <laughs> so we actually celebrated last Friday our 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. So Congratulations. Has, thank you. He Congratulations. has uh, put up with my, my music and drumming for 50 years. <laughs> 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 so, so he... He know I think he knows by now that I'm not going to give it up until I die, probably. <laughs> well, you know what? And that's one of the things, too, we talked about during the break. And I didn't realize it. Like, I was sharing, like I said, I, I found you through through TikTok. And I don't know if we shared on air during this interview or during the break that, um, like, this morning I shared, uh, which, I don't know which song it was, the one that I shared. Um, oh, um. It, you found it on either YouTube or Facebook. It was the heavy, kind of heavy, yeah, the heavy, heavy metal, metal one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, the band Disturbs song. Yeah, down yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Sickness. It was Disturbs. Yeah, Down with the Sickness. And I was invited by Drumeo, who is a very well known, you know, online drum school. They called me and asked me and invited me to all the way out to Vancouver, Canada. I had to fly out there last October. And they had these plans for me. And so I filmed that while I was out there and <sighs> did some other uh, instructional videos. So there's one on, of me also on paradiddle, why the paradiddle is so important. 
and I'm sitting behind the drum set and I demonstrate what you can do with just a regular old old fashioned paradiddle. So you can look that up on YouTube also. But yeah, the, I saw uh, one too. Like one that I thought was cute was like you were all excited about that magnetized. Uh, oh, <laughs> it was like you know, it was a magnetized uh, triangle holder and tambourine holder that you could put <laughs> under your you know your drum stand and everything like that. And only like a true like you know like drum professional would, would appreciate that because it was just like you know especially being drum major i would see like everything that was going on in the band yeah. like all the struggles everybody's struggles everybody's hassles you know i would see it and try to come up with solutions <laughs> this, this what they sent me it would have been perfect for that <laughs> oh man oh and uh, the other thing i want to mention too is if you would share um you're so humble about this and 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 in speaking to you i'm just even more like i i just love you to death i think you're phenomenal i just i just think you're fantastic but talking to you you're so humble so tell me how many people did you say have seen that that video of you playing you know the drums like in for the disturbed video like the one yeah, that pointed so, to that one song so drumio put it up so it's under drumio on YouTube and it's all under also on Facebook. So if you look up Drumeo and then you type in, now they're the ones that came up with this godmother of drumming. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's titled <laughs> Godmother of Drumming. And you are and, and so so that's that's how you find it on Facebook or YouTube. Well when I was there they they kinda laughed. We were out to dinner together and they said I bet that thing will get up to a million views. And they both kind of laughed. And I said, oh, my gosh. And they said, yeah, it probably will. Well, on YouTube, it probably has, I haven't checked in the last couple of weeks. It probably has 12 million because I think it had 11 the wow. last time I checked. 12 million. But on Facebook, it's way over 50 million views. Yeah, I didn't even look at the number of views. I just love you. You know what I mean? I just think you're phenomenal. I just, and it just, it cracks me up because like, like your videos, like they're just so soothing. Cause I, I love like following stuff like where people are cooking in their kitchen and, and especially through all this pandemic, I really love like, you know, it's almost like you're connected. You're there with the person. You're there in your kitchen, you know, you have a drum <laughs> pad out and you're playing along and stuff. But this video, like, I just loved it. And it was just like, you were just so into it. And it was just like, I just love it. And I'm going to put the link up. And it's just, okay. I just loved it. I didn't even look at the, the, the count or anything. I just, I just, I just love watching it play because you're just so, like, it's, 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 it's soothing. It's just so, like, you're just such a talent and, and you're just in your zone I, I just love watching you play, you know, and you're just so good. And it's just, I, I just love it. You know, I, I really do. Something that I just love to do. I just That's have phenomenal. it in my blood. I just, I and you're so humble about it. Yeah, it has 60 million views. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting a few from Anthony. We got to take another little break. But um, 
I am here with the lovely and the amazing and the wonderful Dorothea Taylor, and you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett, and we are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. And uh, Dorothea is just truly lovely and sharing about her passion of drumming. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett, live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. And today I'm here with, I feel like, like I'm sitting here with a big celebrity. I am, it's a big celebrity. She's an internet sensation. I have Dorothea Taylor, and I just feel like a super fan. Uh, I was just so excited. Uh, and uh, before we continue our conversation, our producer, Anthony Colasano, he'll have his segment, Finding Your Future. Adulting, going to work, choosing a career. Sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future. Underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Princeton Engineering is looking for a mechanical engineer with experience in mechanical systems designs for commercial buildings, airports, schools, medical facilities, and more. Responsibilities entail conception and development of solutions to mechanical design problems. Candidates selected will participate in establishing systems or component design objectives and will be expected to write courses of complex specifications and engineering reports. Must have experience in managing multiple projects, demonstrating the ability to coordinate with other disciplines and knowledge of the design and construction process, as well as related codes and standards. Must be able to lead various phases of a project. Knowledge of auto CAD and Windows Office applications is required. Mechanical designs may include HV-AC systems, boilers, chillers, terminal units, water systems, air systems, steam systems, including vacuums and vapor, water source, heat pumps, conventional domestic water, drain waste, vent storm water, fuel gas systems, commercial kitchens, acid waste systems, and laboratory gas systems. A bachelor's degree is desired. If you're interested in this job, visit Rider University's Handshake website to find more information about this job and other jobs as well. This has been Anthony Colasano with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Excellent job, Anthony. Excellent job. So, Dorothea, like we, we've covered a lot of ground. So, you know, you you, you took a break after you, you know you you had your uh, your career uh, doing the drum corps where you learned to play uh, the drums, 
and um, then you took a little break. Well, after high school, then you were playing in a polka band, and then you ended up getting married, and um, and you were at, like, even with the polka band, like, you were, you know, it seems like you had a lot of success with that. So then, you know, you're, you're married, and, and you still continue to play. So back when you were in drum court, is that where you learned, like, to read music? No, I actually couldn't read drum music. Uh, I knew some piano because I had taken piano lessons in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I think. And so I, I knew some, but piano music is still, it's different than yes. reading drum music, especially you know, if you're reading uh, like drumline quad stuff or quince, yeah, you know, they have, oh my gosh, the notes are everywhere but, um, <laughs> on drum set. You know, if you're playing double bass and you got your hands and both feet and it's all over the place also. So, um, well, I told you that I started teaching drumline in 86. Well, you know, I, I was teaching them how to play rudiments and how to be better. But when I saw their music, it was like gulp. And so I would have to ask the band director when I got to a tricky part. I didn't understand right uh, reading the like a 16th note rest and things like that. So the band yes. director would, he couldn't play drums, but he could, you know, beat out the rhythm. And then I could see, oh, okay. So I did that for, you know, the first, probably the first couple of years that I taught at the school, you know, I would just go after school, 3.30 to like seven, I would be there every day with the, with the drum line. But I just got better and better. You know, the more I did it, the more I understood uh, drumline kind of drumming. So then I started purchasing a lot of books. And so all of my drum students, I, I teach them how to read music. So they know, you know, from point A to B when, when they start studying with me. We still do fun drum set things, but I always teach the fundamentals. Fundamentals in <clears throat> the drum rudiments, your 40 essential rudiments. But at the same time, they're doing those rudiments. That it's written so they can see what they're they're playing. So you know, I I read much much better. <laughs> but I taught myself wow. along with the band director that would help me. You know, just count out the rhythms. Yeah, because looking at that music that I couldn't like, I would look at it and I'd be like, I I I I I no. <laughs> <laughs> So to give you, I give you so much credit for that, like being able to do that. I'm just, I'm blown away because I'm just like, yeah, I, I, no, no. And, and I share with you too, like I could, you know, play different instruments, but I'm not like, and I play a lot by ear. Like I, you know, I hear it and sometimes I, I need to hear somebody else play it. And then it, the, the language, then reading it makes sense to me. Right. So, well, that's when I'm playing rock music and, and I'm in a band and they, they want me to learn such and such a song. I don't yes. go anywhere to look for the charts for it. I listen and I get the main gist of it. And if there's a specific fill that that song is noted for, yes. and even noun drummers in the crowd expect yes. that particular fill, then, you know, I'll study that. But as far as playing the rest of the song, you know, I just do it my own way because every drummer has their own feel and their own little groove 
And so, you know, I don't read music for drum set, but I was in the symphony orchestra for 10 years and I was scared to death when I first joined because that music is written, you know, by a classical, you know, composer. And they don't write the same way as a drumline music. It's completely different. So strange. And so, you know, I had to, to learn within those 10 years that I was there, I had to learn how to read, you know, classical composition. And when did you do that? Well, I don't, I, oh, I have some notes here from another conversation. I think 88 to 98. Wow. 1988 to 98. I was in there for about 10 years. I, I did local Broadway theater shows. Uh, I worked in a local music store for 12 years. So, and then since 1980, let's see. No, I forgot. The last 22 years, I've been working at the middle school right down the street. So I go in and train the sixth, seventh, and eighth so that when they get in high school, they won't be in shock. And I'm trying to teach them everything that they need to know. Yeah. So I did get to play with Ray Charles. I did get to play on stage. I played on stage with Ray Charles. How did you do that? They used some of us from the symphony for his concert. He came to town. And he needed extra musicians besides his little, you know, quartet that he had. So I got to play congas and shakers and xylophone and, and all those things on stage with Ray Charles. Didn't get to meet him, but got to play with him. <laughs> Oh, my God. That must have been an amazing thing. It, it was. It really was. That must have, like, oh, my God. That must have been, like, and not being able to meet him. Like, must have been tough, though. You know what I mean? I know. Wait, that's I know. the life of a musician, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're in the we background re- sometimes. We rehearsed with his band and then had a dinner break, and then the concert started, and we were on stage, and they brought his guide brought him in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sat him down behind his piano and did the concert, and he finished his last song, and then the guide took him out, and I don't know where he went. We never saw him. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. That much, you you are you like the more I get to know you, there's a lot of layers, and you just never cease to. Like I I know like as I continue to follow you, you're never gonna cease to amaze me, and I'm gonna know like more and more and more. But uh, I hate to do this, but we have to take a little bit of a break. And uh, you are listening to your career is calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the lovely, the amazing, the surprising uh dorothea taylor and uh she is an internet sensation for her drumming and we are live in the clarney public house studio at Ryder university's radio station 1077 the bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com and uh she has been sharing about her superpower of drumming and we'll be right back after a short break This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. Dorothea, I'm telling you, I've been doing this show for seven years. And um, every week it, it goes fast. And I guess when it stops going fast, that's when it's time to call it a day. And today was probably one of my fastest shows. I, I just feel so excited. And it's really been such an honor and a thrill to talk to you. And um, 
I, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing this time with me. And um, do you have any last bits of wisdom that you could share? Well, thank you first for having me. This has been fun. Uh, I would say if you are passionate about playing music, if you have a particular instrument in mind, you should do it. But understand at the same time that it does take work. Just like a basketball player that is amazing and they have practiced and practiced and practiced all those trick shots and that's how they got good. They spent hours and hours a day. A really, really good guitar player that is just going up and down the fretboard. He has practiced like on Saturdays and Sundays. He has practiced all day long, 10 hours, 10, 12 hours a day. That's what these really, really good musicians do. I don't think people realize that. They say, oh, I'm just gonna take piano lessons. I'm gonna learn, you know, some fantastic song. Now and then when they start taking lessons and four months later, they're still playing Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, they've realized that it's a lot harder than it looks. But if you have that passion, you will love every minute of practicing. I practice every day. I just sit with my practice pad. If I'm watching my soap opera, there's a soap opera that I like. <laughs> I have a practice pad in front of me. And I just have a, a soft pad and I just practice just to keep my hands going because I love it. And also, you know, I give lessons. And so, you know, I want to know and, and I want the student to see that I know what I'm talking about. I don't want them to uh, see my old stiff hands. So I want to keep active. So, you know, if, you're, if you like something or love something and you want to do it, do it. Now, how did you get into, into social media too? That's another point. Before, yeah. before I let you go, like, I'd love to hear, like, you know, how did you get into social media? And well, the way that you do it is phenomenal, by the way. Like, I really, you know, there's some musicians that they're doing, it's like, you know what I mean? And it's kind of, I just, you just do a phenomenal job. Just phenomenal. Well, my children, you know, were on social media. So my daughter got, I think, got me started on on Instagram, regular Instagram. But 11 years ago, I think, I just decided to put something up on YouTube. So I have a couple of videos from 11 years ago that I played something really fast, like paradiddles at 230 beats per minute or whatever. And I started getting more and more and more and like crazy amounts. But that was back then, 11 or 12 years ago. Well, I haven't really kept up with my YouTube page. I'm going to start putting more and more on there. So I've had that for a long time. And then, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just been a couple years, maybe, that my daughter said, you know, she's on Instagram because she's into fashion. She's yeah. a manager of, of a store. And so she has, she follows all that. And so I was looking at her. So I decided, I, I think I'll do that, but I'm not going to, you know, follow all kinds of people. I don't want to follow people who paint or who cook or whatever. That was just strictly the idea of following drummers that I love. Benny Greb and Annika Niles and people like that. I wanted to see their pages. So anytime that I would find a really, really good drummer, I would start following them. So I said, well, I don't think I'll put something up just to see how it does. And I put one video up and someone took the video and put it up on theirs. I can't remember 
the name of who did it. And it got 150,000 views in a day. And so I said, wow. So then I just started fooling around and putting more and more things up and got more and more views. So now I have 197,000 followers. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because when I got 10,000, my son, both of my sons and my daughter were like, oh my gosh, you have 10,000. Well, 10,000, that's nothing compared to what I have now. It's like crazy. And you're so humble about it. You're like, ah, you know. So about three weeks ago, my little grandson was here and he has TikTok. So he was watching so I got sit, sitting next to him and I started watching him with him. And <clears throat> I said, well, I should put something up. He said, Grandma, put something up. So he's on a couple of the videos with me. And yeah. the one with him dancing in the background under that little basketball girl, it went crazy also on TikTok. I think it, it has a million, I think. Yeah, but then yeah. I put up a few more and one of them has two point four or five million another yes. reached a mil- the brush one that i just put yes. up that reached a million already um and then there's one other one that has like 1.4 million views and i put one up yesterday and in two hours it had five hundred thousand views wow on. well i believe it like you know we talked during the break and we, we had to start i, I hate it like because i could talk to you all day but what you know we were talking during the break that you, it's just i don't know what it is it's just very soothing and you were saying like a lot of the youth today they're asking would you be my grandma and stuff like that and you know it's just phenomenal it's just you're just so I, I, it's your energy it's your joy it's your passion and it's such a pleasure it's just truly a pleasure you know, oh, just can, I, can I thank you? Can I say that I do give lessons online? I do them <clears throat> through either Zoom or Skype or even FaceTime. It depends on the the students' uh, okay. Wi-Fi. You know what yeah, they want yeah, to use, yeah. what they have on their phone, whatever. And so, if you want to contact me, you need to contact me on Instagram message because I check my messages every day, or uh, and which is Taylor dot Dorothea, D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A. There's some people out there that are pretending to be me. So if you look it up and there's Take some those accounts down. If I see them, I'm going to report them. <laughs> oh, there's three or four different ones out there with my pictures up too, but they're, they're not me. So it's kind of making me mad, but it's Taylor, in all lowercase, T-A-Y-L-O-R dot Dorothea, D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A. It's the same one as TikTok. And then on Facebook, it, it's Dorothea Jose, J-O-S-E, Taylor. Looks like Jose, but it's not Jose. Dorothea Jose Taylor. On um, YouTube, it's DT Drummer Lady. Yeah. So those are my four different ones that you can contact me with. Just send me a message. And if you want to do lessons, if you're serious now, I'll take serious students <laughs> students that I know are going to work their butts off between lessons each week. So I'll be glad to, uh, you know, give them the price and, and I do PayPal. Wow. Well, thank you so much. This has really been phenomenal. I can't thank you enough. And uh, I'll put the links on there too. Like when I post 
um, you know, for the show. And then um, it'll be on our Facebook page and that kind of thing. And on the, your, your career's calling. And then I post it on my other pages as well. It'll be on the Instagram, you know, where I contact you. So then and I'll tag you. I'll be sure to tag you too. Okay, and I'll make great. sure I have the right account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those other people are making me mad. <laughs> but thank you again. I can't thank you enough. This was truly, truly wonderful. Well, thank you. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com, where we have over uh, seven years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 The Bronx free iPhone or Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1. And uh, we would love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, um, and also uh, WandaElliot.com. You can check out my website, G, uh, G45Consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that has proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the July, uh, actually the August class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And you can connect me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. And we would like to thank our producer, Anthony Calasano, for a fantastic job. The Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press, Rajan Mediation, and Ryder University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. Uh, we could not do this hour without their support. And we appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage a career. And thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed today as much as I did. And remember, own your career, keep networking live, and I'm going to be here next week with another outstanding guest. Thank you, and have a great week. That was this week's episode of Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to learn the ins and outs of growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Discover what makes you stand out and how to become your best self. If you need help during the week, reach out to Wanda at G45 Consulting via email at wanda at g45consulting.com. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Career is Calling to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. Only on 1077 The Bronx.